Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. My dad's not here right now. He's still at work. So I'm going to bless him. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I'm going to see if there's a clean version so then my parents and the people at my school will not get mad at me. We've got the spritzer filled with water just in case if stuff gets too fire. I'm gonna set up the speaker and I'm gonna listen to Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I think this is the best Mike Shope feature that I've heard in a long time. I think his flow is really good on it and I like his aggressiveness on it. And the Bulldog put not enough effort in it. I think overall his flow was good, but I don't like that mobile wrapping. That was my review of Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Didn't need the spritzer. Wasn't fire enough. No spritzer for you. No spritzer. You know that feeling when you... It's very apparent to you that any second now you're going to start sweating. Like like a pre... You're in like a pre-sweat state. Like maybe there's a little, little under your eyes, a little tacky, back of your neck. You start to feel a little, you're not not quite at like sweat rolling down to your, underneath your man boobs yet, but like you're, you're there, you're there. You just feel it. That just happened to me. Like the the music started playing. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling good. Mike's got the day off. We're going to talk some hockey. I got some guests lined up and I'm just sitting here like, oh no. Oh, oh no. And like I and all right, see like adrenaline. I'm gonna start the show. That you know, I know this doesn't seem like a. Uh, it's not a physical. Uh, it's not a taxing uh, performance, but there is adrenaline involved here, and that is. I I, can, oh, I feel I feel gross. It's so hot in here. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's pretty toasty. In there. It's pretty toasty. And to make man, I I did this to myself. I made a choice at about 2.30. Just, you know, hardly anybody's here ever anymore, including me. But I'm here. I'm in studio. And I'm walking around and like, oh, oh, this is the Keurig. Oh, 
Oh, look, there's a whole box of, uh, okay, well, you know, I think, um, yeah, let's let's try some coffee. Let's have some. So I've ha- I had a cup. I said to Zach about 10 minutes ago, I'm going in for cup number two. Let's see what happens. And now, literally, like there's, I have a sheen on my body. Uh, so the the caffeine is surely not helping. No, the situation. No, 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 no. no. Uh, but so I, I, to an extent, I feel like I've done this to myself. But the, I would rather have not been aware of it before I started. Like, I, if I just started, and I started saying, oh, "Well, that happens all the time. I'm used to this." But knowing, like. Uh, is there anything I can do? Can I talk quieter? Maybe if I don't pour every bit of my living soul into this first segment, I'll avoid soaking through a shirt that I have plans to go out in in four hours. Mm, too late for that. <laughs> Here we are. Hey, anyway, happy Friday. It's beautiful. The weekend forecast sounds fantastic. Sunday, even better than tomorrow. And so, I don't know. I'm... Again, I'm here. I can hear Brayton Wilson conducting phone interviews with town supervisors about golf courses opening. And so, you know, good vibes. Everyone's feeling good. I'm going to try to talk about the hockey team for a little while here, and I hope that doesn't spoil it for anyone. Because I do think as uh, disappointing as this season has been, and at times, I think I, I said a couple of weeks ago, maybe I – this happened with the Bills too. I, I hit a like a sort of a low point with the Sabres where even thinking about talking about them on the air, like warning signs would flash. I'm like, okay, no, we want people to listen. We do not want people to run away from their radios and, and turn on, you know, whatever, music or, you know, I don't know, Bowerly, whatever. It just – we want you to be here, and it has felt for a while, like to me, I was worried, hey, let's talk about the Sabres. <laughs> see you later, everybody. I'll, I'll just be over here talking to myself. We'll see how that goes, uh, but I want to start there. We have a lot of football. There's a lot of, a lot of newsy stuff with football, mostly in the form of people talking at the Combine and 40 times and vertical jumps. And look, I'm not above digging into all that. We'll do plenty of that today. Sal Capaccio, fresh off of being at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, will be on with us in about an hour uh, at 4 o'clock, sort of recap the week that was and sort of map out the path ahead for the Bills in this offseason. Matthew Collar, our old buddy who's been in Minnesota now for many years, very interesting offseason for the Vikings. They've got a Justin Jefferson contract to work out. They've got to figure out what, if anything, they're doing with Kirk Cousins. Um, and so we'll talk with Matthew about that and other issues pertaining to the Vikings and that division and the NFL in general. And then Paul will be back. So we have like a football sandwich, get some hockey to start. And then we'll have Paul Hamilton on at six, uh, and get back to hockey, but on on hockey, I'm not, I'm not here to break down last night's overtime win. Good job. Good effort. Good job. You know, getting two points. Bad job letting Tampa get one, but still, you know, better than better than a loss. Um, you know, would have felt good about being seven points back if they'd managed to beat Florida, but they didn't, and so they're ten points back. And I, I don't, you know, I don't think there's any sense in pretending that they're really in this race. I, I just, I can't see it. Um, so I'm thinking about a week from today. You just, you just heard Zach mention it. it. The trade deadline in the NHL is coming up a week from today. I think four o'clock 
uh, next week, Friday, is when the deadline will hit. And the Sabres, to me, are like 100% not buying anything. Um, what they have to sell off in the form of, you know, p- future UFAs, I don't think is super exciting. They don't have a big ticket item that's going to draw a lot of interest. You don't, you, you, you don't see a lot of Saber names on the, on the TSN big board uh, as far as commodities that are out there. We, we've talked a little bit about this over the last few weeks. You know, their, their rental options Kyle Oposo, Zemgis Gergensen's, Eric Johnson. That's pretty much that's pretty much it. I, I don't think that Eric Comrie would, would generate much interest uh as a piece to uh shore up someone's goaltending. So I think those are your pieces, and there's nothing to me enticing or barely interesting at all about the return you should expect on any one of those three guys. If they want to go. To varying degrees, I think you should make an effort to trade them. Um, you know, if there's a market for them and someone wants to give you a sixth-round pick or a seventh-round pick, that's better than letting them leave for nothing. And especially if a guy like Oposo wants to go and, you know, try try his hand in the playoffs, something he's not experienced since coming here um, all those years ago. You know, fine. Send him on his way. Uh, same with Eric Johnson, same with Gergensen's. Um, and likewise, I would say, especially in Oposo's case, if he doesn't want to go, if he wants to stay here, finish out the season, he's the captain, he's got a young family, I would expect the Sabres to respect that and not just move him. And again, I'm fine with that because the return isn't, it's not, it's not like he's holding you back from getting some awesome return. Okay. You can remember like many years ago, this being a thing with, I don't know, Matt Sundin comes to mind with the Leafs. They were down. Wanted to, yeah, I don't really want to go anywhere. Uh, okay. Tough one. Um, in this case, I'm, I'm fine. If, if they don't, if they don't move any of those guys, what I think there is an opportunity to do though, and it doesn't have to happen right now. There's not, it's not like time is pressing on the Sabres to do something that's outside of just selling off future unrestricted free agents to be, but I've, I've been liking the idea for weeks, if not months of them shopping Casey Middlestad and seeing what the market for him could be and seeing if there's a way to flip him and turn him into something particularly on the back end, but I wouldn't limit myself to that, but that's, that should be the target. I, I still think, you know, we spent, an entire offseason last spring and summer talking about the defense core and the Sabres made a couple of moves that weren't uh, met with, they weren't received with uh, much acclaim and they've turned out you know, to be deserving of about, about that. Like not much acclaim. Eric Johnson to me has been more of a liability than maybe anybody on the team when he's on the ice. And Clifton is maybe just um yeah, you know, just holding steady. Like I, that's not a guy that I, I think is moving the meter. But I don't think he's exactly hurting them. He's just sort of treading water. Uh, so they still, to me, have the same need they went into last off season with. And look, there's a larger conversation to have about management and decision making and not having done enough last year. That we're still here almost a year later talking about the same position on the team needing an upgrade when you had a whole off season last spring and summer to do something about it and really didn't do enough or didn't do the right things. I mean, they brought in two guys, but 
two guys that have, again, not really improved things. So I think that still should be the target. And Middlestat, to me, while I loved his game most of this season, he's a little bit of he's had a little bit of a down, I think, lately. Uh, but great play last night in overtime to set up Dalene for the winner. And, you know, they get the two points in overtime against Tampa. Middlestat's had kind of a breakthrough year going back to midpoint of last year into this season. He's become a different player to me on the ice. Like the things that were his weakness or his weaknesses have become strengths. He hangs on to pucks. Um, I mean, he's an absolute horse on the walls and down low, and that just buys time for him to make plays, and he's kind of, he's broken through. I, I don't know that there's much more to give there, but even if this is his ceiling, I think he's become a nice, dependable NHL player. And, well, you're out there going, well, why do you want to trade him, you moron? Well, here's the thing. The Sabres have committed resources to forwards up front, especially centers, in the form of Thompson and Dylan Cousins. And I know you need more than two, uh, but it's it feels like time for Casey Middlestad to get the contract. And I think you run a risk. They, they have his rights for two more years. He's an RFA this year. We clarified this with Kevin Adams the last time he was on a few weeks ago. As there was some confusion. I, I was confused about it. But it turns out, Middlestat does not hit unrestricted free agency for another, like two more off seasons. In other words, like, so they've, they've got him this year and even next year he's RFA. So you can, you can keep him. You have his rights. You, you can qualify him and play the hardball game with him. Um, but at this point with the breakthrough, I think he's had, he's in line for that contract. I don't think it has to be like the Thompson or Cousins contract, but it's it's close to that. Like a commitment is in order if he's going to be a part of the group moving forward. The trick is I don't think there's room for him to be a part of the group moving forward. I don't think I want to pay another center that big lifetime contract. And furthermore, I think it's high time we start taking this pool of prospects out for a ride. And by out for a ride, I don't mean trading them for NHL players. I mean bringing them up and expecting one of them to fill Casey Middlestat's role. Hell, Peyton Krebs, I think, can probably fill Casey Middlestat's role. I don't know that he'll hit the ground running and be a, I don't know, what is Middlestat on, like a 60-point pace. Um, I think Krebs has shown very positive signs prior to last night where he got shuffled back down the lineup and saddled with Robinson and Gergensons as line mates after being maybe their most productive five-on-five forward for the games in which he got put with actual offensive capable line mates uh, in Benson and Paterka. So I think you already have a guy that can take the middle stat role on, and you should have someone coming behind him, Kulik, Savoy, somebody there should be ready uh, to to step in. So rather than trade the kids, I think it's time. Middlestat, if you keep him around and just play the RFA game with him, 
I think you run the risk of souring the whole situation here. Like the vibes have been mostly really good. Like, oh, we got all these good young guys and we're committing to them and they all want to be here and they want to win together and all this stuff. If you go to Middlestat at this point and like, yeah, we're going to just qualify you, 10% raise, um, here's a bridge deal, I, I just I, – I, I, I think – I think that could be a mistake. Um, you know, from a lo- CBA standpoint, like like logistically you can do that. I just don't think it's going to get you where you want to be. And you have an opportunity with Middlestat right now to sell as high as you can. He's 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 broken through. And so to me there should be some marketplace for him. For a contending team that is looking for something more in the form of depth scoring, you know, second line center, maybe on a good team is a little lofty. Um, but I, I, I think he, he could be an upgrade. I'm, you look at a team like the Colorado avalanche, right? A cup contending team. Their second line center right now is Ryan Johansson. And there is nothing happening there. Middlestad blows him out of the water production wise. So that's just one team, one idea, but flipping Middlestat now for some sort of young defender to me that supplements what you've got here. I mean, I like the core of the defense. Samuelson had a real uneven year before getting hurt again. But Power and Dahlin, cornerstones, okay, excellent. Samuelson is signed long-term, okay. If I can find one more guy that can push Yoki Haru down the lineup a little bit, like if he's if he's my five six seven in that range with Clifton and Ryan Johnson, great. What I need is one more guy to sort of make that happen, and I feel like Middlestat should be the piece to help me accomplish that. To help Kevin Adams, I, I'm I'm not the one actually making these deals. Uh, to help Kevin Adams accomplish that, I th- I don't think that's unrealistic at all. I, I think it's it's in the window. It might be that it's something that waits until the summer. You know, it, it's not a – I mean, it's a it's a deadline deal for the team getting him, but the team getting him, like I'm after I'm after a defenseman, so I look at Colorado, and you know where I, I go right away? No, I don't think about Kale McCarr because, Jesus, I mean, come on. But – and this might be as almost as outrageous an idea because of how young he is, but Bowen Byram is 22 years old and is a really nice player. And the question is, is he how integral to what Colorado is doing is he right now? Like can they can they divest themselves of him or Gerard, 25-year-old, signed for many years, reasonable contract, productive player. He's had some injury issues this year. He's played maybe barely half the games uh this year. Is Colorado in in a, in a mindset to trade someone that's playing NHL minutes for them, or are they only looking to unload draft picks and prospects? Uh, if they are, then I'm on to the next team because <laughs> I'm not interested in that. I got I got plenty of that. I have my cup runneth over with prospects and picks. I'm I'm good there. What I need is an NHL player, and that that can be a hard trade to make now because of what I'm saying here. Colorado is thinking about winning the cup. Would they like a guy like Casey Middlestat? Would he be an upgrade for what they have right now? Yes, I know. I think he would be. And some of you are going, really? They're good. I know. Middlestat's good. <laughs> I, I, I think that could work. But if they're not willing to give up 
an NHL defenseman, which they might not be right now, I would I would understand that, then, you know, maybe you got to wait and get into the offseason. It gets a little trickier because then you're into the RFA status with Middlestat and um, – you know, it it just it, it could get more could could get more complicated, um, but I think this this is the time to start thinking about that. Maybe this is a deal that you talk about with teams and revisit in the summertime at the draft or once we get to free agency or something like that. But I feel like the time is now for Middlestat. I I just don't think I don't I I'm not interested. Some of you might be. I mean, you probably noticed when we did talk to Kevin Adams last. How he said, uh, well, really, no one's untouchable. I mean, sure, theoretically, I agree. Your team is underachieving. Uh, we all know who you've committed to already. But, you know, if somebody calls me about Dylan Cousins, I'm going to listen. If somebody calls me about Tage Thompson, I'm going to listen. Like, okay, myself, depending on what is being offered on the other side. I mean, is there some incredible blockbuster type trade involving some other stud player on some other team that's underachieving Ottawa and Brady Kachuk come to mind? I don't know. Like, you know, then that's a whole different, that's a whole different area. But for now, I'm not thinking about making that trade. Um, I, Thompson, Cousins, Darlene, Power, like those are, I consider them, I, I guess I have to say untouchable. Um, again, would I listen? Well, yeah, but I'm not eager to like change that out. Middlestad is up. The timing is good. It, it's, it's time for him to get the contract. And I just don't think it makes good sense for the Sabres to be the team that gives it to him. They've already got the Thompson and Cousins in on top of him. They've got Krebs and Savoy and Kulik coming up behind him. And there's a squeeze there. And so as much as I think you should appreciate, I appreciate the Middlestat breakthrough. It's been a nice story. He's not had the easiest of starts to his NHL career. Um but he, he looks like a good, dependable player. I don't think he's ever going to be an all-star level player, but he's become a nice player. I just don't think there's room for him, which I know sounds crazy. I've got a team that's been flirting with last place, and I don't have room for a good young player. Well, I've got a lot of good young players, and some of them I've already committed to. So that's how I land on Middlestat. I, I don't think it's that complicated, um, but I, you know, I got some pushback on social media. Like, of course the Sabres will trade their leading scorer. He's not their leading scorer anymore, Darlene is. But anyway, yeah, he's been their leading scorer most of the year and has had a breakthrough season. So, wow, weird timing. Well, not really. If you look at the the way forward and their build of their team and who's under contract and committed to already, I th- I still feel like despite the down years they're having, that Thompson and Cousins outrank Middlestat. Like, I'm still more bullish on them. I'd rather have them on my team right now, even than Middlestat, even though Middlestat's outperformed them this year. I think there's a there's just more there's more there. I think there's a higher ceiling with those two guys than there is with Middlestat, um, despite what this year has looked like. So those are my top two centers. I've got Krebs sitting here. I've got these other guys. The squeeze is on for Middlestat, and... I still think I have that opening on the back end of my team that I I want to use Middlestat to fill. 
And so that's that's my favorite idea for a week from now. I don't know. Again, it could be more of an off-season trade, but that's the only thing to me that's interesting about the deadline for the Sabres. You know, it is is if they find their way to making that deal. Uh, and, and get an NHL defenseman on this team. Rasmus Anderson of Calgary is another idea. And they're they're kind of in the they're in the the place you don't want to be kind of like are we were they're clo- they're more in the race than the Sabres are. So uh, they've already sold guys. I would expect that that will continue, but Anderson's not his contract's not expiring. I think he's got another 2 years after this if I'm not mistaken, at least another year. Reasonable like 4 and a quarter million I think is what the numbers are on his contract. Like that's an idea uh to me. There probably are others. What do you think? Is there anything you are looking to see the Sabres get done in the next week leading up to the deadline? Because uh, that, That's the only real idea I have. Short of, you know, again, dreaming up a deal where Cousins and Brady Kachuk are traded for one another with a bunch of other stuff mixed in. Uh, which, again, that'd be super exciting and interesting. I'm not eager to to attack that. I like Cousins. But, you know, Brady Kachuk, you're talking about franchise-shifting trades. You know, on on the level of what Florida and Calgary did when Kachuk's brother Matthew forced his way out of Calgary. There has been some noise this week about that happening again with his brother Brady in Ottawa. Similarly, there was some noise earlier in the week about Pedersen out in Vancouver. But that seems to have quelled, and they're working on a contract extension, but... You know, the, the bright young star wanting out of a Canadian market is not a, you know, not a new concept. It happens. Um, so, you know, you could, you could venture into that room, but that's, a, that's sort of more of a dreamland room. I feel like a Middlestad trade is squarely sitting in reality. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that that's a far-fetched idea at all. In fact, I, I think it makes perfect sense, you know, not to – you know, compliment my thinking, but I, I just, I, I don't, I, I don't think it's a reach. I don't think the timing's weird at all. I think it's almost perfect uh, to make a move. So what do you think? You got an idea you like for the trade deadline with the Sabres? As I said, we'll start here. We'll see how long we stay there. You have something to say about that. If you want to chime in here and get the conversation going, give me some ideas. 803-0550 is the number. As I said, a lot of football coming in the middle of the show. Sal Capaccio, fresh off the Indianapolis NFL Scouting Combine. He'll join me at 4. At 5, Matthew Collar. Been on the beat with the Vikings now since he left Buffalo. We'll catch up with Matt uh, at 5 o'clock. And then Paul Hamilton at 6 on the Sabres. I'm drinking coffee. It's sunny and warm out. The weekend forecast is nice. LFG, people. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope has the day off along with Zach Jones. Thanks for listening to WGR. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 